0: You're listening to North Star, your underground podcast to financial freedom. Views expressed on North Star are not necessarily the views of its ownership, management, or staff. Programming is brought to you in part by Once Fiduciary for all of your business planning and family office needs. Go to trustonce.com. Or call them at 307-263-0760. That's 307-263-0760. Or TrustOnce.com. Who won the Super Bowl? Snoop Dogg won the Super Bowl.
1: Professor. All right. Uncle T. So shall I say. <laughs> or should I say the evil doctor business? The evil Doctor Business, man. I
0: tell you, man. Uh Yeah, yeah.
1: Exciting things going on, huh?
0: Man, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, uh, I, I, for the past, I don't know, year been watching this looming storm with uh, voter suppression and everything else but then it's like all of a sudden in the last 24 hours it's like the black business world just come up all of a sudden
1: uh, it's an exciting time for us an exciting time and I know uh, we're going to be catching our listeners here with a little bonus here well guys I guess we'll call this our uh, bonus Super Bowl episode but um, <laughs> there are a lot of things uh, jumping off uh, let me start off with one. So yeah. Boston, the uh, Boston Fed picks Susan Collins, not the politician, first black woman to lead a Fed bank. Now, uh, as our uh, listeners may know or might not know, you know, controlling one of the Fed banks, hey, listen, that's that's how our policies and our money programs get made. Um, So the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston on Wednesday named University of Michigan provost Susan Collins as its next chief, making her the first black woman to lead a regional Fed bank, delivering a measure of new diversity to the U.S. Central Bank leadership. Man, that's a good thing. And now I know it's not your local, you know, we're not talking about Nicki Minaj doing something and we're not talking about your celebrities doing something, but... You know, we're we're hopefully bringing it into the listeners just another class. Here's a here's a, a a black woman at the top of her game. Hats off yeah. to her, and that's now right. she's in one of the most powerful monetary positions uh, going. And this is a chance for us to have uh, some of our views placed in there.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. It's definitely and and I like the fact that you know you kind of look at her and you get this feel that, I mean, she's she's a she's a, she's bad now. She has got a Ph.D. from MIT. Oh yeah. You know, and and was an economics professor at Harvard. You know, would have would have preferred for her to been one at an HBCU somewhere. along, but that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. All right. That's all right. You know, I'll, I'll let her slide. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, she probably actually pronounces her Rs when she talks. That's you know? right. <laughs> and and uh, but no, it, you know, she she's gonna have number one. They had to make sure that she, she's got to be squeaky clean coming in because right. you know the the. Former president of that region since since that Boston Fed is over so many uh, uh very important uh financial institutions. Uh yeah. And so and and Eric uh Rosengren had to resign mm-hmm. because he was one of those folks out there that was, you know, trading stocks during the pandemic. That's right. Uh, and fattening his portfolio based on likely insider information so uh, you know technically speaking uh, him resigning and retire- or, uh, decided to retire early should only be the start of his problems uh, technically That's right. yeah but uh, no she, she's she got a very important task she's got to be above uh, board and she's got the undaunting task of basically helping to end inflation which may mean that some of those good banking uh loan deals that we've been having you know may may get altered a little bit but um they're ultimately only talking about a few points for the next few years to try to right. stay off inflation you know you, when you compare us to somebody like turkey that's had right. you know the double digit inflation every two years yeah. we're nowhere near that
1: nowhere uh, near at all nowhere not, near at all so and um and um, we have an ear now, um, you know, I mean, we've, we've, we've had ears before, but you know, you know, from, from, uh, from uh, her perspective, this is another level of uh, another uh, chance for our culture to be at the critical part of decision making. You know, the more of us that could be at the decision making part, right? Whereas, you know, your, you know, uh, media and having social media and, and us as a culture bringing awareness to certain things, we need to be at the part. Where they make choices and decisions, we need those voices there. Whether it's at the Supreme Court, you know, in the Fed, uh, uh, in the, in uh, in Congress, you know, this is this is where we need to be. If we don't have a seat at the table, we could talk about all we want outside, but what's going on behind closed doors is, is we need somebody in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, she comes with with uh, considerable experience. Uh, from what I understand, she was a regular at the Kansas City Fed. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, and and I think, um, she, you know, they, they say that she hasn't been very vocal, but I'm, I'm, you know, likely she's going to be in support of raising, uh, interest rates, uh, to try to stave off inflation and make things a little easier for everybody. uh, Yeah. Those working families out there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I and you know, and um, I, I hope this is you know, if she was staying quiet just so she could get to the spot. Now, now is the time. If you want to be vocal, now is the time to put it out there. You know, maybe uncover some things they were doing that put us in this position. You know, and you know, sometimes when you're the person who has to come in and straighten things up, you know, people see you in a different light. But you know, you know, hopefully she uh, she makes some noise from what they're doing. You know, and now um, keeping just, just- it uh uh-huh. go ahead does
0: this signal and an into quantitative easing
1: so i think uh i think it does uh i think they're in a position i mean the fed uh, um i mean uh they came out and they announced the number for inflation at seven percent now this was expected because uh this year bonds uh you're already going to get seven percent you know three and a half and three and a half over mm-hmm. each six month period so they kind of already knew it was going to be here the market already had that priced in. It's it was going to be. Is it going to be more than that? Is there something else down the line? So really, everyone is kind of looking forward now towards well, what's the Fed going to do in March? Are we going to get those rates raised up? Um, but the market is always very forward-looking. It's always trading ahead on what it believes it's going to happen. Kind of like the uh, buy the rumor, sell the news type of thing so we're gonna um so we're gonna see but i i think easing is uh i think it's i think it's quite over we're gonna go to uh hawkish we're gonna go to some tightening you know we have to really at this point um and i know that you know regular people are starting to feel it i mean if you drive by your gas pump and uh you feel uh you know your pockets are short about an extra 50 bucks a month or whatever. That's just your gas fees, you know, your grocery bills and, uh, you know, your just your everyday shopping. So if you're the one that controls your household budget, y- you've been feeling the squeeze lately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and to bring it further home and connect the dots uh, for those out there listening, I mean, <clears throat> the, the price of oil is actually measured in the U.S. dollar. And mm-hmm. so when the U.S. dollar becomes less valuable and you end up with an inflationary economy like what we have other people can afford more oil and gas as a supply Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so then it drives up the price because then there's less because more people can afford it uh compared to the dollar so that's that's why that's why this monetary policy is important to try to try to stave off inflation that way we stay in a higher uh, just a high enough standard uh, you, you don't want to price yourself out like the European Union uh, because you still want to sell exports and be cheap enough and affordable enough. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you don't want to be so low that everybody can afford the the cheap commodities that we need and then it drives up the price because they're, they're also demanding it too.
1: Econ 101, supply and demand.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we had to learn it the hard way. And, uh, uh, you know, for a long time it was... It's pretty much been uh, the price of the dollar uh, and the value of the dollar on, on the international currency exchange that was, you know, basically uh, influencing supply and demand. Natural gas, we saw something completely different. It was for a long time, completely domestic. Now it is subject to international whims. They mm-hmm. found so many pockets of it, but it's, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, it. I mean, everything from the price of bread to how everything happens, you don't want inflation to go so high that it becomes stagflation.
1: That's right. That's that's the one that's the one that that's the one traders are usually scared about, right? A little bit of inflation okay, but stagflation, deflation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are two those are two people you don't want coming to your barbecue. <laughs> they
0: look, they're going to they're gonna leave with the go plates. That's right. That's right. <laughs> where's the tin 4 why you need a tin for because i'm
1: staying on inflation that's right did they leave did they take my forks and knives too what's going oh, on here? man
0: where's my ketchup now that they left now that I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> that's right oh man took that big old jar of mayo to all those greedy
1: <laughs> yeah so we don't we don't want them in there so um that's true but um so we got some uh, other exciting stuff going on here. I mean, I, I'm really feeling good about this. We're normally talking about, you know, um, some situations where, you know, our culture doesn't get opportunities, but keeping it rolling along, uh, just before we touch on our big story um, and keeping in the Super Bowl theme, uh, Byron Allen, um, um, and hopefully, cause a lot of times he doesn't get a lot of top billing, but it's been a comedian for a very long time. But Byron Allen, uh is in line um in a bid to buy the broncos the denver broncos and he will be one of the uh i believe one of the first uh black i I think we have a minority owner already um but he's going to be one of the first uh black uh majority owners yeah um and it should be really good and i just want to uh uh write off because i think they are valuing somewhere around four billion or so um but he always makes this wonderful quote about money. They say he's worth about 450000000 million. I'm not sure if people know, but he owns, uh, he had made a bid a long time ago and bought the Weather Channel. Yes. Um, and everybody thought he was crazy at the time. And he's done some great innovations with it. And um, then he went on to uh, buy stations. Um and he bought quite a bit of stations and i know that we're talking about uh you know football paying attention to things but if you really 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 want to make changes we need we need people at those top offices right um right. and so that's really going to be great so um they were talking about um you know the money and raising the money for um of what it is and he's always got uh, some great things and he says uh, people don't realize that um uh how much money is out there and um there's never a shortage of capital is one of my favorite sayings of his right um uh, people don't realize over the last couple of years uh i've invested about a billion dollars buying abc nbc cbs and fox affiliates around the country i'm the only black owner of the big uh of a big four network affiliate And I'm the only owner of the big four networks that's not publicly traded or multi-generational owned. Um, He's had um, national TV exposure for 42 years, but he said, um, you can invest it in almost anything 42 years ago, he's not afraid to uh, invest. He says, and money is never an issue. There is always capital. Can you bring a team together, right? He won't release the team of people who are behind him, but can you, Take a group of people together, a team of people together, pool your capital together, which, you know, me and you preach religiously. Yes. And be able to do things like he said, there is no shortage of capital, just shortage of ideas and opportunities. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. If
0: somebody's going to take that gamble with you if you if you at least can give them the theoretical framework of mm-hmm. where the money is going to come in
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly
0: and and when if you're honest with them when i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. i love the the movie so at work when uh sean what's his name from napster is talking to zuckerberg in the movie and he says look he said you know don't worry about the revenue right now just worry about being cool Mm -hmm. and and that's right and then once facebook be cool and everybody's on it then you hit them with you know the revenue but at least in that business model he, he understood very clearly where the money was going to come from. It just wasn't going to happen right away. Right. And so, but I love the, the, um, tenacity of Byron Allen. He's, he's, he's definitely coming in at the right time without mm-hmm. there, uh, with there being, uh, the Flores lawsuit, uh, mm-hmm. this week during the Super Bowl, uh, Goodell, uh, yes. he commissioners had to answer a lot of questions about hiring practices. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a certain, uh, there was a brother's director of uh, this alliance. And, uh, you know, he said, in effect, he said, you know, you have all these qualified applicants and coaches have historically gone to their favorites that they've worked with over the years. And it's always been, you know, kind of a, a, each one teach one to look out for one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I can remember when Nick Saban was defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick with the Browns.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and they're still friends to this day, but they had uh worked together uh before and I think their fathers knew each other. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And it's hard to break into that because you know, Bilichek and Saban don't have a, a racist bone in their body. Mm-hmm. But you as an aspiring black coach don't have a chance so long as they're almost downright incestuous from yeah. from you know uh in terms of their hiring practices uh yeah you're not gonna have the same opportunity uh coming out but you know there there are definitely some good candidates out there like byron Leftwich who uh got out of the league and immediately got into coaching and uh, has done a great job with tampa bay as offensive yes. coordinator so uh, hats off to byron allen uh this is this is truly a good situation and colorado is just all for the past 20 years has been a booming market uh, yeah. I swear they're gonna I mean as a state they're gonna suck up all the water in the southwest uh, <laughs> That's to, get it, to get any larger and uh, you know so it's just uh, it's good to see that, that he'll be able to take advantage one thing about the, the west is that it's not to say that they don't guard their institutions or or even have placism but uh, you can break through those bar- barriers out west with, with pure merit absolutely uh, a lot easier than you can even down here in the South. So uh, yeah, so it's it's I'm definitely excited for him and hats off to to Byron for making that move. Actually, he bought the Fox affiliate and the NBC affiliate here in Montgomery, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, the only thing I'm looking for, you know, I need for him to start instituting some company wide policies, you know, still a little too much, uh, you know, to me, crime is not nukes. Right. You know, I right. I'm getting a little bit tired of, you know, you go out southwest and there's the Latino or Chicano criminal. Here mm-hmm. in the South is the is the great black criminal. And and they're always dominating the local news, and I'm a little tired of it because it's feeding into the stereotype. And this is this is part of the problem. Right. Uh, is you know, the, the the folks see us and they associate us almost automatically with poverty and crime and we got to start changing our narrative there has to be something positive going on in neighborhoods every day
1: oh plenty there's plenty positive yeah they're just looking for the things that 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 will get the most views or the most clicks to generate that ad revenue and so yes um now that he's in position we should start changing that narrative and changing that and listen like you said you might lose a little revenue up front but you know when you get to these positions somebody's got to start making the change yeah and um And uh, uh, one side note that I like about him, too, is, uh, uh, you know, just to show people because we're talking about big numbers here. But, you know, we're always talking about the ability to, you know, bring yourself up to that. He tells a great story in an interview about how he um, when he was starting off and he was going to purchase the weather channel, I had no money and. He had figured out uh by talking to somebody at the bank because you know he had pretty much mortgaged his house that he can go just about 89 days before they pushed him out into foreclosure so he could take that money that he would normally use for the mortgage on his house run with it for a while not pay the mortgage for, just so he'd have a little money to float his business so you know this is this is a gentleman who's definitely you know scraped his way up um but definitely as you pointed out that means he does have the tenacity to be like, you know what? I could take a little less revenue and, you know, start showing a lot more positivity on the news and yeah. not, you know, follow the same rigmarole. So, but hats off to him. Let's hope he gets that way.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely am looking forward. And I mean, like I said, he made changes, you know, you said it, uh, he made changes to the Weather Channel in and of itself. I mean, there used to be a time where I literally, when I was a kid, my grandmother watched the Weather Channel and mm there again, uh, almost almost uh, uh, analogous to what the local news does. They would do these history's worst uh, severe weather. And they yeah. were showing these tornadoes from back in the day, footage of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a little kid watching this. And then meanwhile, on the bottom right of the screen, are all these tornado warnings for Ector County in West Texas, where I'm visiting my grandmother. Uh-huh. And these ominous clouds are <laughs> forming. You know, from these storms coming in, and I'm just crying my tail off because I'm like five or six years old, thinking we're about to get blown to smithereens. Right. right. You know, because the sensationalism that the weather channel used to do, I don't mm-hmm. see as much of that now. When I when I go through the weather uh, channel, every now and then they'll show, you know, extreme weather here and there, but it's mm-hmm. a lot less than what it used
1: to be. Yes, yes, it's it's quite it's gotten quite tame, if we could say that about a about yeah. the Weather Channel to start with. Yes, but it's gotten oh, quite tame. <laughs>
0: it was downright apocalyptic, man. I mean, they could they could have easily sold Bibles for their commercials. <laughs> okay, if people would have bought, they could have just sold Revelations, just the book itself. That's right. If people would be right. like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna buy it. I just saw this that tornado from 48. Nineteen forty eight just blow a whole town. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and just get yeah.
1: twenty dollars. Just go ahead and get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. know, yeah. I'm gonna sit right here and pray.
1: Yeah. You know. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so now for a big, big <laughs> announcement. I know you. This one hit you. You got me early this morning. You was like, "Did you see this?" And I, uh, and I gotta say, I didn't even catch it.
0: Hey man, we we know who won the Super Bowl right now. Before even been played. We know. Mm-hmm. Right. New Doggy Dog has won the Super Bowl, y'all. That's that- right. He won the Super Bowl. I, I say it because if, if he hadn't seen, it- everything has come full circle. He is now uh, owner of Death Row Records.
1: Ah, uh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah.
0: Now, this is coming off of, obviously, the fact he's going to be in the halftime show with Dre Mary J, Kendrick J. Lamar, and all I mean, you name it, West Coast. And it mm-hmm. makes sense. I mean, the, the NFL is very smart. They said, okay, we're we're gonna go to SoFi Stadium mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. And it's you know, it's in Inglewood And then uh-huh. after that, we had the perfect excuse we need. And we talked about this before, the great distraction. That's right. Uh, you know, but I have to kind of Go go back on some of my original sentiments. That clearly the distraction is still there, but somebody you know, we're still winning behind the scenes. I mean, this is this is you know this is a score for Team Black.
1: Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So uh, right now, you know, I want I want listeners to keep in mind that just like in purchasing real estate, what they've announced with this Death Row deal, it is uh, a contract. Uh, to sell, and not mm-hmm. a contract of sale. That's different. Contract right. to sale is you set a uh, time and a specified price, and then everybody's kicking the tires,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: making sure everything is what they say it is. You know, uh, th- are the royalties really there? How easy are they obtainable? Are they collateral and merchantable? Okay, mm-hmm. and then uh, from there, you know, uh, who's going to control the the actual um, trademark? Uh, and uh, of the actual label itself, and you know what, uh, and yeah, so from there, that then uh, precipitates down. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that he's already doing that's mm-hmm. been, uh, I guess you could say, on the vanguard is that he has actually been selling NFTs. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, he's he's got this album that he's gonna, that he's releasing back on Death Row BOR. B O D R, and mm-hmm. so apparently, you know, the, these NFTs are allowing people to control their royalties in that in that encryption key of of the NFT itself on the blockchain. And so this is this is he's obviously in tune to where things are headed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so the only question left is, hopefully, he's got good managers with the Rapsnacks Snacks deal he signed. He just signed that with with Master P. It has to be fifty-fifty deal on that, and then of course you filed a trademark uh, registration for uh, Snoop Dogg uh, sausage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you know he did that with ice cream before, and it, uh, Snoop scoops, and it didn't really happen. But right. um, but you never know whether this will happen. At least he'll control that. If uh, somebody yep. did try to take it, and mm-hmm. um, and then from there. The the question is, you know, for ultimately Monarch or MNRK music, Group, uh, they're backed by Blackstone Venture Capital, and you know, you and I both know that you know equity is very patient capital. They're obviously willing to wait for a much larger exit later.
1: Right. But right. That
0: means that Snoop has got to focus on this.
1: Yes. Yes, and he's got it. He's got to make sure because he's dealing with. Um... I mean, if if you think you know Blackstone, you know BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, you, you, they pretty much own everything, right? Your pension funds, your uh, large municipality uh, pension funds, you know your 401ks or whatever. Yeah, you know, you know the, the listeners to just go on, you know, Yahoo Finance, you know, put in their favorite stock and and look at the and look at the holders, and you will find, you know vanguard state street or BlackRock in some form of function on the bottom of that and um most people don't know always hunting for the you know unless you know the uh the almost uh mythical illuminati right but if you look at black blackstone and BlackRock, they started as partners you're talking about uh swartzman and larry fink and um if you look them up i mean they they own everything uh bloomberg wrote in an article they're considered the fourth branch of government that's how power matter of fact they tapped uh, uh uh blackrock to uh help them about uh doing things during the pandemic uh during the financial crisis uh 2008 it was blackrock uh, blackstone at the time who was determining what was going to be where and what goes where right so government relies on them yeah. there is there is charts about there, there's almost no company there or or situation that they don't have a hand in so you know, like you said, he, he's gonna have to focus, but the ability though to put together and be able to repurchase back a piece of our culture and bring it back to us yeah. from such a formidable group is just outstanding. I mean, like you said, Snoop Snoop is the winner of the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, he wins, hands down. I mean, Dre won a long time, even even post-divorce. That deal mm-hmm. with Jimmy Iovine and Beats and and Apple, so he mm-hmm. won and and you know basically uh, paid paid his ex wife to go away, and right. that and so you know he's still back to collecting his royalties now, um, mm-hmm. and and I am curious and because from what I understood at the time uh, when uh, when Dre left Death Row, you know Suge didn't necessarily release his rights to him. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know whatever happened with that particular story. I'm curious to see if uh, Snoop will be able to uh, honor and make whole uh, and offer some sort of restitutional rights mm-hmm. back to uh, Dre, you know, and, and since they are still close. So, right. <clears throat> yeah, but Snoop definitely won on this one. I mean, uh, not to mention, I left out 19 Crimes uh, Cali Rose wine. Mm-hmm
1: yeah
0: you know so I mean that you know and then of course I think he's got his own brand of bud uh yep. that he's promoting and then he also helps he's also obviously helping p promote his brand too uh from what I saw in a uh YouTube video between those two uh, yeah yeah so I mean he you know he's definitely definitely winning and uh yeah no he definitely comes out this deal gets announced at the right time going into the halftime show and yep. comes out of it, you know, death row will be the be the label that
1: pays him. Be the label that pays him, you know. And, and he does have his album release, right? His album release yeah. just came out. Yeah. So yeah. I mean yeah. uh it's uh it's you know it's quite wonderful. But I, I I love to see them have their hands on business and and get this type of control and the you know, these are the things this, this this whole podcast is all about is is forming these structures in place and being able to take, you know, seats at the table. I mean, we're the ones who built America, right? It's yeah. literally right off our back. So, you know, to to, to be able to take seats at the table and, and understand it and put our energy towards, you know, uh big businesses and pulling back ownership is a is a great thing, you know. You know, well, the flash is nice and, you know, making some money is nice and cars are nice and all those other wonderful things, you know, but this this is this is where we need to start focusing now.
0: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. Uh, I thought it was a positive thing that, you know, one thing I've noticed about Snoop over the years is he has tried, just like Dre, to move away from gangster rap. Like, they, you know, that was his whole yeah. thing about I've been there and done that in the 90s. Right. And, uh, and then he had to kind of reassert himself in Chronic 2000. But, you know, he basically said in so many words that Kendrick J. Lamar was his gift back to hip-hop because he wanted uh, a self-professed black hippie to mm-hmm. to kind of run the rap world instead of that thugness. Uh, right. and, and then you saw with, with Snoop in 2012, he tried to be Snoop Lion and released mm-hmm. a reggae song because he wanted that positivity of reggae right. uh, and, as opposed to the destructive nature of gangster rap. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very curious with, with now he's understanding NFTs. Mm-hmm. And how that how that's gonna play into the future. He's clearly got a grasp on that. Yeah. And and then Jimmy Iveen uh, you know, converging and saying that he's looking for positive and conscientious rappers out there
1: mm-hmm.
0: to get behind in the future. Like he's not done. So these no. guys in their fifties and they're not done with hip hop yet. Uh, they mm-hmm. wanna they wanna bring something to the forefront that's very different than what we had in the past. Uh, uh, 30 years
1: yeah yeah and uh, and and it could lead the way you know and, yeah. and while they're doing that you know snoop uh doing nfts and and looking at things because you know let, let's face it just just like being a professional athlete everybody's not going to be a superstar on their level right a mm-hmm. considerable amount of 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 uh right place right time luck and things to get to that level but everybody can follow the business moves right everybody can follow the nfts everybody can follow hey if i'm creating something i should own it and um i hope by seeing this that they understand like hey uh, eventually i should come around to this right it's not about the streets forever it's not about you know it's not about the a a certain lifestyle forever there should be a a, a maturation and then a movement where we can come back and, and really bring something back to our communities and you know Like I said, a a, a lot of things um, help solve problems, right? Intelligent people, uh, uh, people with uh, a sincere passion for it, people willing to sacrifice. But like my mentors used to tell me, all that's good, but eventually you need some money. To make something happen, and so if we're really going to make changes to our community, um, you know, we're the ones who understand our. We don't have to wait for gentrification. We can come back and do things and bring our people jobs. So I hope this is the beginning of a of a big thing with all these wonderful uh, uh, people in place now, and I'm hoping that we can draw a lot more retention. I mean, you know, we you know our superstars can put a post and get a million views, you know, in a day. And so I'm hoping we can drive some attention to some of these uh um, uh black people um on the back end um to show that hey this is this is this is a good focus, right? We all can't be Snoop. We could all be a Byron Allen, though. We can own own something, right? That's we right. all can't uh, be a Dr. Dre. However, though, you know what? Yes, we can be a professor, and we can get our Ph.D. and you know we can work our way up and be in charge of the Fed. So, I, you know, hopefully, this is will start to show people a good balance, and there's more than one way out than just um, than just going the athletic route or just going the uh, superstar route. Uh, wonderful, wonderful opportunities are out here.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, if you if you are not that athletic type, but you found yourself good at math and science then you know, maybe you want to be the the orthopedist, uh, yes. you know, or maybe you want to be uh, the dentist or maybe you uh, it's OK to to challenge yourself academically and entrepreneurially, Or maybe you want to own the peak performance gym. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? uh, there's nothing wrong with kinesiology, folks. You know,
1: nothing uh, wrong with it.
0: N- nothing wrong with it. So, I mean, yeah, that is just. Uh, there's so much. There's so much there that we can do, and and I think that entertainment is going to largely dominate a lot of how we pull down money because of the cool factor within our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going from that, you know, we still have a lot of churches that are in key positions. Uh, prime real estate and can still capitalize on that that's right uh, yeah well, you know there's just a lot there around you and if you're feeling ho- hopeless then uh it just simply means you're not thinking creatively enough
1: that's right that's right you gotta then, be able to do it
0: yeah so look man I you know hats off to to Snoop Dogg and yes uh, and definitely a very proud of uh, uh chairwoman uh
1: Susan Collins.
0: Yeah, Chairwoman Collins and, uh, mm-hmm. and Byron Allen, right. man. You know, I'm looking uh, looking forward to seeing the, the uh, hopefully the positive changes that he'll make to the local news around the country.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. This is a wonderful, wonderful, and you know what? All happening during Black History Month. What do we always say? Let's yeah. celebrate black history, but let's focus on black future.
0: That's it. You know what? You said it. We're going to leave on that
1: note uh, right now. So <laughs> for all our listeners, uh, as usual, we'll have some links in the show notes of some of the articles we were talking about. You can go there and get it and um, stop by and visit our new uh, Instagram page that was just created a few days ago. And on our Instagram page, there's a link to the Beacon page, which will also have the links to some of the articles that uh, myself and um Uh, evil doctor business was discussing (laughs) here, Uncle T. See if that name will catch on. So go ahead, have a look. We're posting stuff all the time. And so go ahead and uh, participate in there. Go on ahead and join the group. And uh, there will be some great things to come down there. (laughs) All right. Thanks, man. (laughs) All right. So we'll see all our guys next week. Uncle T, good talking to you as usual. You too, Professor. All right. Bye.